chapter of St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was, uh, uh, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet, the world didn't know him. He came to his own, his own people didn't receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God who were born not of blood and not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us as we look at your holy word, O Lord. <laughs> this is going to sound strange, but to begin the sermon, I'd like to uh, do this rather irreverent thing. <laughs> Merry Christmas! I remember doing that in Thailand. We were down in the south of the land, uh, in the Phuket area. And uh, Diane and I were leading a uh, series of English as a second language uh, kind of programs with a, a school. And before it began, we had a chance to walk around, do a little photography, and uh, walked into one of the classrooms, and every single one of them has a in the corner, an altar with Buddha sitting on it and all kinds of cherry pop and whatnot standing in front of him in case he gets thirsty, I suppose. And we were looking around. By that time, we were used to the presence of Buddha wherever we went. He was everywhere. And uh, we, I said to Diana, look at this. And there was a bulletin board on the side. Big. Santa Claus, full beard, hat, sack over his shoulder, saying, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And I said to Diana, oh, this would be good. Let's see what they believe. I walked over to it and was just kind of floored. It said something like, and I'm not quoting it, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, Many people think it's just about Santa Claus. Now, mind you, this is in Thailand, where 95% of the people are Buddhist, 3% are Muslim, and the rest of us made the difference. And uh, anyway, 
Many people think of Christmas as just Santa Claus. But Christians claim it's the day when Jesus Christ was born on earth. It went on to say, and uh, he is God. And I was floored in a Buddhist school, <laughs> really. Uh, and it went on and talked about Jesus Christ dying for the sins of the world and so on and so forth. I was floored. I, I felt kind of embarrassed that I let out that ho, ho, ho. But as we were reading it, an older woman walked up, short gal, and she was a teacher of English there in the school, and she wanted to practice her English with us a little bit, so she talked with Diana and I in, uh, in English, and it was a little broken and stuff, but it's always fun to see somebody trying to learn your language, you know, as we try to learn, tried to learn theirs. They were constantly smiling and giggling about my pronunciations and whatnot, and, and uh, I can understand because, anyway, she said to us, are you Christians? And I said, yes, we are. And uh, Diana said, too, we believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior and look to him for all things. He alone is God. And a Buddhist wouldn't argue about that kind of a thing. Buddha is a man, uh, Siddhartha Gautama, and he was buried in, he's buried in, well, no longer India. They moved his body, I don't know, for some political reason. I'm not sure over into China. But anyway, he's dead and buried, and they know that, and uh, they always say, well, he's not God, but they do have churches to him, they pray to him, they have priests and whatnot. And, and so call it, uh, you know, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck. And uh, in any case, she was uh, really overwhelmed with our message, and uh, she asked if we would come back sometime when they would have all of the kids together and, you know, we could share the real meaning of Christmas with them. This was in the fall of the year, and I said, well, that's what we do for a living. You know, we'd love to do that. And uh, uh, contact Dang, Dang, which means red in Thai. Dang was our helper contact Dang and make the arrangements. She took care of all the travel and et cetera, you know, that uh, Diane and I didn't have to worry about. But in any case, when the dust settled, we went to seven different schools in six different towns. And in every one of those seven, we had more than 200 to 250 people in attendance. And all we had to do was to share with them what today was all about. Because it had an impact on them already. Although they didn't know what it was about, they knew about Jesus and whatnot. And that's a small thing to say. I mean, it's kind of obvious. The only God there is is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And God came down to earth on this day. Can you believe it? The creature, the creator became a creature like you and me. What a come down. I mean, that was a real humiliating thing for him to uh, go through. 
You can't overestimate this kind of thing. When I grew up, they numbered years B.C. or A.D., before Christ, or Anno Domini, Domini, the year of our Lord, 1969. That's when Diana and I were married. Now it would be called, uh, oh, what, what is it? B.C.E. now, before the Common Era. <laughs> huh? And uh, after the Common Era. And what's the common area? I don't know. You'd have to ask, I don't know, whoever figures that kind of thing out. But it's when Christ was born. Didn't matter what you call it. Everything is measured before him or after him. That's how big it is. And it, is, it doesn't just involve the Israelites or Israel and uh, America. It involves the entire world. When we were over there, we we loved it. We celebrated Thai New Year. We celebrated uh, Buddhist New Year. We celebrated Chinese New Year. But everybody celebrated November or uh, 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 January first. Why? Because that was the New Year. And everybody knew it. Why? According to when Jesus Christ was born. It started off as a little bitty cult of people, 12 of them, trotting around Israel following Jesus Christ. It ended up with Christianity to this day being the number one world religion. More people are Christian than anything else. Behind this is Islam, then spiritualism, and you got to understand, they were kind of spiritualists too. I believe that my ancestors come and influence my world and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then the, uh, uh, the next ones were Hindu and then Buddhism, way down there. 7% of the world is Buddhist. 31% Christian. That should be a lot higher by now. But we can only pray that that would happen. No one comes to the Father but by me, Jesus Christ says. And so it's kind of important to share the good news with people that don't know anything about it. And so for the week prior to Christmas, we were trotting all over the countryside in Thailand, north and south, mostly north and down into the south, Phuket area and so forth, sharing the good news. What does Christmas really mean? Well, we sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and, and we put little antlers on the red button nose, and uh, they all enjoyed it, sang along with us in English. We did, didn't do Thai. And, uh, but then we got more serious into Christmas. We shared with them a Christmas tree. It was about the size of this one over here the, on the far side, about six foot tall. We bought one for every one of the seven places we went. And then Diana read, or I read what all of the ornaments meant. And we made sure that every one of them had a sacred meaning to it. We didn't just put balls up there or uh, other, you know, kind of neutral things. We had crosses up there. We had, you know, stars. We had angels, all kinds of things. Diana would get the kids to come up and help 
decorate the tree. And then we'd sing hymns in English. Before each one, we'd explain what it's all about. Silent night, holy night. That's when Jesus was born. O come all ye faithful. That's all of us believers in Jesus Christ. That week we handed out more. We, hand, we, we estimated that we had 14 to 1,500 children that we talked to. 14 to 1,500. We handed out approximately 3,000 crosses that week. And one of these was even a Muslim uh, a village. It was a fishing village down in the south, Maipai Island. And uh, I asked Dang, I said, how is this going to go over with the Muslim brethren? And uh, she says, I don't know, but they'll be picking on you if there's a problem. <laughs> we handed two crosses out to every child. Keep one for yourself so that you can remember what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary. And then take the other one, share it with your parents, share it with a friend that hasn't heard this presentation, and thereby help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ. He's taking care of absolutely everything for our salvation. Wiped the slates clean, given us forgiveness of sins. And, and then he even rose from the dead to make sure that absolutely every one of us will spend eternity with him in heaven. That was his gain. That was his one purpose in life. That was the one thing that drove him to the cross of Calvary and sustained him through everything that uh, was to come. Well, leave Thailand. Come back here to the United States. We used to refer to it as a Christian country. And personally, I still think it is. I think it's high time, though, that you and I Christians start standing up on our soapbox and saying, I believe, and share that message everywhere we go. It so desperately needs it in our world today. And we get so excited about Christmas. We uh, decorate all kinds of things. And uh, I got some pictures. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Oh, no. That's the wrong thing. What? It's up. Oh, okay. I'm going to come over here then so I can see what you're looking at. Oh, there it is. The, uh, you know, we decorate our homes. Everybody's home is different, so every decoration uh, is different as well. And so we, which button do I click to change it? There, okay, that one. I'm a slow learner, sorry. You know, so as you go from house to house, but everybody, everybody that's a Christian, well, no, some people, uh, of us that are Christians, we decorate our houses, you know, uh, inside and out. And uh, uh, these are just some pictures. Some of these are from Fort Wayne. Some of them are from the Internet. And so uh, I didn't want to name any names or anything, but 
man, you know, do you ever get the idea somebody must really be a Christian here? Do you drive by and all you see is Santa and Rudolph and reindeer and, and uh, uh, candles or whatnot? But uh, uh, some of them, a lot of them have nativities out in their front yard. That's all we have, just a simple nativity and the spotlight on it. And uh, uh, that's, that, <laughs> there he is, the jolly Kerner said green giant, uh, Santa Claus, but Merry Christmas. And we let absolutely everybody know about uh, uh, that we're a Christian and that we want to celebrate this time. And I think there's a lot of people that probably aren't Christians still decorate their houses like that, right? I really think so. I got a neighbor that uh, we always look for it. When we walk by his house, he's got a menorah out on the front, uh, in the front window, you know, symbol of Judaism. He's a Jew. Jews make up 0.2% of the population in the whole world. Very small group of people. But the Christians, why, we come out loud and proud at Christmas time, don't we? And even at uh, Easter time, we do the same thing. And uh, we decorate this and we tinsel that. We candle something else. And by the time we're done, it looks like heaven on earth. I think that's what some people uh, must think some of those decorations look like. Every year they add on, they add on. Don't get rid of a thing, just buy a new inflatable, you know, and uh, put it up and put it up. And, uh, well, I don't know, it really got me to think. This last week I got a haircut. You can't tell. That's all right. Don't make any jokes. <laughs> but uh, sat down. The guy put a, a, an apron around my neck. And he says, so are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> How many of you have been asked that? <laughs> you ready for Christmas yet? Well, now it's too late. You know, it's here. It's, uh, wh whether we're ready or not, it's here. And uh, so I talked to him a little bit about that. And I said, yeah, well, I, our decorations are humble, but we're remembering the birth of Christ just like everybody else. And, uh, and I said to him, that's why they call it Christmas. And uh, without Christ, it's just a mess, you know. But he was, uh, he was, he was real kind to me. You know, he switched the topic and we talked about something else, but it got me to thinking, getting ready for Christmas, you got to make some cookies, make some candy, you got to wrap presents, you got to do this, do that, pick names out of a hat to see who you're going to buy a gift for, and I remember my mom telling me a sad story about when she was little, they drew names in her family, and her brother Roy was selected, and he was the only one that got a gift that year. Those of you that lived through the uh, Depression know about those times. But in any case, we had a ton of stuff to do. And I guess that's what draws a real contrast to Christ. You know, if he would have followed our mode, our model for making preparations, he would have had a reservation set at the Bethlehem Best Western. He would have had a medical team waiting. He would have had a midwife. He would have had a crew of nurses to take care of things. 
They would have room service. They would add all kinds of things. But instead, they come to a flea-bitten town of Bethlehem. The only claim to fame Bethlehem ever had was that King David happened to be born there. Grew up to be a little child, and pretty soon he was drafted into being a king and moved to Jerusalem. It's about, I don't know, five, seven miles away. Not too far. And, uh, and he spent all of his time there. Bethlehem? Well, you know, you drive down the road, and I think there's two, three states where you can see a, a, a sign that'll say, Abe Lincoln was born in this state. You know, <laughs> it had to be one or the other. It can't be all three. But in any case, you know, no claim to fame at all. Nothing. And, and there wasn't even a room. Could have told them that, you know, with the census that was going on. Probably it'd be kind of busy. So they found a stable outside of an inn that had no room for him. And that's where he was born. And what did he see there? Uh, he saw uh, this kind of stuff. No, that doesn't even look close to it. There should be a cow pie in there or something. Should be some feed boxes somewhere with some animals roaming around in. But these are the pictures that uh, we come up with on our cards and whatnot, you know, so that it really looks kind of cute. And in our manger scenes and whatnot, I love them. You know, they, they're, you don't have to put a, hang up a deodorant in the back of it or anything. You know, they're, they're clean. They're, and there's a reason for that. I want to wish for you this Christmas a real stable Christian Christmas. And what I mean by that is that is Christ isn't coming to your tinseled and candled and treed houses. He isn't coming to your caroling parties or anything else. He's not coming to a beautiful church with trees and candles burning and all kinds of fun things going on. He's coming to your heart. And what's there? I got to admit that sometimes there's no room in the inn there for him to come to my heart. I'm all wound up in cares and concerns. I have to admit that my stable has quite an odor to it. It's rather odiferous, I put it that way, because of the sin and everything that resides in my heart. And when you and I come to realize that Jesus Christ has come to earth, not for all the stuff that we can stick out of our front yard, not for all the stuff that we can stick into our bodies having a nice Christmas meal, but he came to us to clean our hearts. When we went through the absolution, the confession, absolution earlier, that's where the rubber hits the road. That's where the real meaning of Christmas comes out. Because the manger could have very easily been fashioned into a cross. That was his intention. 
We're told in scripture that he set his face like flint towards Jerusalem. Nothing was going to stop him from going to Calvary and dying for you. That's why he came, really. I mean, you know, talk about a destination vacation, huh? No vacation there. He lived 33 short years. And at the end of those 33 years, the very people he came to save crucified him. What a guy. That's God's love. Just for you. To clean your hearts. This Christmas, have a stable heart. Make sure it's wide open for the Lord to come in. Bless you with all the blessings of Christmas. From cradle to cross, you were always on his mind. Please join me in a word of prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father,